Well, me and AB, we actually got connected um, from my protest, the George Floyd protest, which, uh, are, which, which is derived from the art installation. Um, but that's how we got into contact. Uh, I believe um, they, yes, yeah. they, thank you. Uh, they uh, messaged me and were like, hey, uh, the varsity would like to have like an art installation for Pride Month, like, you know, whether it be like uh, fictional characters or real, you know, uh, icons, gay icons, or just local activists and stuff like that. Would you be interested? Um, she messaged me. She also messaged, messaged uh, Jerrica Griffins, who's a law student here. And I was like, sure, you know, I was like, that's beyond more than I even thought I was gonna get, you know? Yeah. And um, so they were like, yeah, like I'll give you the information and, and X, Y, and Z. And um, the, uh, they, they told me the theme was black love and what black love means to me personally. Mm -hmm. And that was a very hard, hard like, theme or like topic to discuss. Cause like, yes, I've like, I know what black love is. I've not always experienced black love. Mm -hmm. So like it's very it was very like polarizing for me if I wanted to like show black love in a positive light or a negative light. Mm -hmm. Um I ended up evidently showing in a positive light <laughs> because like it it should be it should be a positive light because black love is amazing. Um but that's how that became to be. Um yeah, and then uh they told me that it was at the varsity. Um and I didn't it didn't occur to me until um, the day of the drag, drag show that uh, I think RC was, yeah. Rainbow Cafe yeah. was facilitating, that uh, it was actually like in the actual like space. And so then, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I didn't, it didn't click. And I was just like, cause like I was like tabling with Sandy, another board member. And I was like, oh my God, I was like, I think like AB said that like my art installation's here. And you know, like <laughs> I wonder where it is. Cause like, like where we were was like right next to like the art installations. Uh -huh. And so I was like, I'm just gonna check really quick Sandy. And then she was like, okay, cool, okay, I'll be here. So I, I looked and then like, there it was. So I'm just like, oh my God. So then like I told Sandy, I was like, it's here, it's here, it's here. Like I'm like <laughs> fangling, you know? And like Sandy like runs over there and like, she was like, oh my God, that's you, that's you, that's you. And I was like, oh my God, it is. And like, so she like took a picture of me like right there, like right uh -huh. next to like the pictures or whatever. And it was so funny because like, she was like, there was like people walking by and she would just stop them. She was like, this is Michael Coleman. Like, do you know this? This is Michael Coleman. And I was like, this is, <laughs> I was like, stop. Like the celebrities, please. Like no paparazzi, please. But <laughs> uh, it was amazing. Um, it really was a full circle moment for me, you yeah. know, like, I like when I started the whole like protesting or just like the community activism. I didn't expect for like clout or like fame or anything like that. Yeah. Like I really wanted to give back to the community that I lived in and I love. Um, so seeing that the community like basically in essence wrote a love letter back to me and old back to me like really like makes me feel loved, you know. So that's amazing. But yeah, that's good. Now yeah. the I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of taken aback. I didn't realize that that AB commissioned that series for this exhibit mm -hmm. specifically and that like wow like yeah. I, like I didn't <laughs> <laughs> like like I, I thought this was like a project that she had had worked on with you and Jerrica yeah. and it was kind of already in place and yeah. what have you like I didn't realize that this was was like built for this exhibition yeah. I'm, I feel real privileged all of a sudden <laughs> like in the yeah. moment like realizing Wow, just yeah. just how just how much that uh just the magnitude, yeah. Wow. Okay, cool. Well then let's jump off uh into the introduction from there for episode eighty five of the WTF Carbonell podcast.
where we talk to interesting people about their interesting lives and tie it all back to this little old place we call home, Carbondale, Illinois, my guest for this episode, episode 85, Michael Coleman. Um, okay, cool. Well, I know that I'm, that I'm, that I'm interested in, in kind of just bridging uh, over the intro to the uh, to the handling of be, becoming a public face. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. what? <laughs> no, not so much. <laughs> Like I love it and I hate it all yeah. at the same time. I kind of like the feel. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely been rough. Like I've over this past year, like I've been catapulted into like the public figure life, uh-huh. and um, I wasn't really like ready for it. Uh, I don't think anybody ever is, but um, like I would say it started happening around like my junior senior year of undergrad. Mm-hmm. Uh, my freshman sophomore year, like I did nothing. Like I was just like I'm. Going home, going to school, like going to the library, going back to my dorm. Like I'm not doing anything. Like uh-huh. I had no social life, and I was okay with it. Um, <laughs> just an introvert, <laughs> you know. And um, like I said, then the George Floyd, uh, you know, massacre. I would say happened or murder. There we go. That's a better word. Happened, and I, I didn't really understand how I felt about it. You know, like obviously we saw an unarmed black man get murdered you know and like it's not something that's like sad to say it's not something that's like new but it's like it still hurts you know what i'm saying like it's still someone of your community you know you may not know but it's still someone of your community that that dies um and so i was like okay i i kind of wanted to like better be equipped i don't know like Mm -hmm. if that makes sense like better but to become a better community member for those within my community essentially Mm -hmm. because like I've never really like ascribed to the black community um and I use that in quotations because like there's variations of blackness and there's no real way to be black in the community Mm -hmm. um but I've never had like an affinity or an attachment to the black community and it's also been like reciprocated as well that's a whole different conversation for a different day but um I knew that I wanted to be better and to do more for mm-hmm. my community. So I was looking for like events within Carbondale, like close to Carbondale to go to. And there was like one that was happening. So I did it and it was, you know, a decent turnout, but I was looking to do more and I was like, okay, what's the next step? What's, mm-hmm. where's the ball, you know, rolling from this? And I didn't find anything. And so I was like, well, and I, I was at home and like, I thought about it, like really thought about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why am I waiting for someone to like start something? Like you can do it, you yeah. know? And that night, I did it. <laughs> you know, like, like it just oops, I'm an organizer. Yeah, you know, like you know, it was it's weird because like the next day, I, I wrote a list. I was like, what do I want? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are the goals that I want out of this yeah. event? You know, and I was like, I want to you know educate the community, whether it be the black community or just the Carbonell community. You yeah. know, I want to have people register to vote. You know what I'm saying? I want I want black women's voices to be uplifted and not to, to not be persecuted because black women are always at the forefront of everything and are killed. You know because of it um so i wanted that i wanted that was like during the time of like the pandemic as well so i wanted mm-hmm. to make sure that everyone had like safe like amenities for the pandemic so i made mm-hmm. sure i wanted like safe for kids i guess like masks like hand sanitizers like gloves i had like granola bars like anything just a little kid yeah. <laughs> you know so that that day i went to walmart i but I think it's when we got a stimmy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, so I'm big balling at this point. So I was like, I'll drop a couple of hundreds, you know, for right. like this kids or whatever. And I did. And, and so then I did it and I was talking to my roommates at the time. Mm-hmm. And they were just like weirded out by it. They were just like, 
why <laughs> you know like why do you what do you what do you this is carbon like what are you doing it for like it's, it's not gonna make a difference you know and i was like but it can yeah you know it can make a difference and so they weren't really like messing with me with it so i was like whatever i'm just gonna keep doing it. i'm just gonna do my own thing mm -hmm. and so i ended up like okay i need to make it like bigger you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like it was already like there but like i want to get the word out so i was looking for um a way to do that <laughs> and a community member was like hey like i heard you were doing this event like would you like me to create a flyer for you yeah and like that was like the first like wave of like community members like helping organize this event because like i said mm -hmm. i yes i've organized it but like it was really just the community that really yeah. put it together um so I, that happened and um put it i made a facebook event for it and then, like, all of a sudden, like, I felt like the, like, the next day, like, it was, like, people were just, like, liking it and sharing it and just, like, the interwebs. You know how that goes. Yeah. And um, next thing you know, like, people were messaging me, like, like I would have, like, I'd, like, I don't, okay. <laughs> for my, <laughs> it's my brain. It's working too fast for my mouth. But um, I don't use Messenger like that. Uh -huh. And so, like, I was getting, like over a hundred like message requests and I'm just uh -huh. like something's wrong like who, who's talking about me like what's going on <laughs> and they're just like oh we saw like your Facebook event yeah. or whatever like we want to donate whether it be like monetarily or like we can donate water we can donate gloves or a mask yeah. or just something you know and it was just it was it was an influx of people you know yeah. and it was it was a lot you know because like the more that people were contacting me the realer it got you yeah. know and like I said I was an introvert like I'm not like I don't I don't do confrontation i do now but i mean like <laughs> <laughs> but before it's amazing it's amazing what like kind of a shield of profile yeah mean, right like all of a sudden now i feel like i can go out and yeah. say something <laughs> about something because look at all these people yeah <laughs> you know but i was too timid before but um so yeah like now i feel like i had a voice and everything and um i had um Nancy Maxwell, who's mm -hmm. a very known community organizer, um, she, she put me in contact with uh, Dr. Linda Flo Flowers, Flowers, yes, mm -hmm. uh, with the NAACP Carbondale Branch Chapter, and uh, she was like, "Well, I can, you know, register people to vote if you want me to," and I was like, "Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes, yes," like cross off my list, you know. <laughs> and, um, and then we had the Cornerstone Church, um, Ruby, I think her name is, yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, she was like, she called me and she was like, hi. She was like, I know you don't know me, but like, I want to get to know you more. Mm -hmm. And then I'm just like, okay, you know, like, <laughs> like, like, what do you do? Like when somebody calls you, it's like yeah. that high status, you know, yeah. and it's like, we want to work with you, you know? Yeah. And she was like, so like, what is your vision? Like, what do you, what do you want out of this? So I'm just like, I have a whole list. <laughs> like, I have, I have ideas, you know? And um, she was like, great, you know, we were on the phone for like hours, and mm -hmm. she was like, I can provide like, you know, a tent, I can provide sunscreen, I can provide buckets of buckets of water, I can provide snacks, you know, whatever you, your vision is, I can put it yes. into fruition. And it was so funny, because like, I was 21 at the time when I did the protest, and um, she like asked me she was like how old are you and then i'm like i'm 21 and she was like you're such a baby and i'm just like oh gosh uh <laughs> like you know but like and that's like another thing as well was like a lot of people didn't like well before the, the protest i like, came to fruition like people didn't really take me seriously because mm -hmm. i was a young person which i get but like age is just nothing but a number like mm -hmm. i feel like i, I well not to 
brag or anything. But like, <laughs> I feel like I've done a lot more than people mm-hmm. twice my age, you know, or even three times my age, you know. And so, like, saying that somebody's too young to do something is really like discouraging more than it is encouraging for mm-hmm. someone. Mm-hmm. Um, but she didn't mean it in a very discouraging way. Yeah. I think she was just very like shocked that I was young and doing yeah. it. Um, but anyway, tangent, different tangent. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> We uh, ended up, like, creating it. The, the thing was, like, the next day. Because I created the whole, like, protest in, like, less than a week. Mm-hmm. And, like, that in itself was, like, a big thing. Because, like, people were doing, like, pro- like planning for, like, months and stuff. And, like, had, like, very little turnout. Because mm-hmm. I didn't even expect for it to be this big of a turnout. Um, but, yeah. So, uh, they were, like, lending services for our protest. And then, I guess, like, I, I got so many phone calls from people well, like, well, where on the street is? It's like on June 5th or like, you know, 5 o'clock or something. We're going to be at the City Hall for your protest. You know, there's a buzz around town about that. It's like, <laughs> about me? You know, like, what? Like, this, yeah. like it was wild, you know? But, like, there really was a buzz. And um, that kind of got me scared because, like, police officers were like, well, if you're, if you're watching police officers, I know what you did. But anyway, um, yes. <laughs> me and the Carbonell Police Department do not have a very gracious relationship between mm-hmm. each other for obvious reasons um but um they were like hounding me <laughs> yeah. like hounding me like 24 7 like um where are you going to do the protest at like what is your route are you affiliated with this terrorist group are you going to be at the federal building at this date at this time for this protest and this like just like trying to trip me up you know yeah and i'm just like I gave you the information what I told you two days ago nothing has changed if you want more information just come <laughs> you yeah. know like at the end of the day and they were very upset you know and they were like well we because you know one for one of the parts of my protest i had the uh had a stop at the at the uh, front of the police department mm-hmm. of carbondale and that really pissed them off like really pissed them off <laughs> like and i wanted them to i'm just like mm-hmm. yeah this the, that was the purpose that was the point um but they were like um they were like we can't well they were like discouraging me kind of because they were like can you handle all these people like we we've gotten where there's going to be over a thousand people like how are you planning on like wrangling them in like are, can these people handle themselves right like, you, know, you know like what are these people showing up for they're showing up for thank like, you the right reasons, <laughs> right when people show up for the right reasons people generally can handle themselves just fine thank you but i think they were doing it just to, like stir up the pot and like make like doubt in my mind which like i was thinking about it which but i already like plan for it yeah. you know and but they were like uh, I think that was like the time when like people were like looting the mall and stuff like that so they were like are you prepared Dude, to like here's I did blew my mind right that that one of the one of the larger marches happens one night and like some people break into yeah. a to a to a mall store that's getting ready to close right yeah. <laughs> and like the the lead story on the on the on the news the next morning was not the fifteen hundred plus people yeah. you know or however many it was that, yeah. that walked through town yeah. peacefully and everything was cool and everything was kosher. It was like the three people that went out to the mall and broke a window. Literally broke it to JC Penny. Like <laughs> JC Penny's out of business now like, that lets you know how bad that is. But like come on now. But like like I said, I'm not surprised because like the media and like sensation like it's it's all a thing, you yeah. know. But, like, 
Yeah, so they would like the police officer would just like, are you prepared for that big magnitude? Like, how are you gonna like bring people in? Like, you know, like people are just wild cards essentially. That's mm-hmm. what he was referring to, I guess. But I told him I was like, hey, like I have plans. Like I have procedures in place for just cases happen. He, I wasn't telling the police officer what was going, yeah. what was gonna happen, but I knew what was gonna happen. Um, ended up like recruiting like a private security team for that, you know, mm-hmm. exactly because like I've had, I've gotten emails from like businesses on the strip and like yeah. just people in general just afraid of like people looting and like breaking their businesses you know which is like i get it you know i, I do i do because like i i, I don't want to say businesses names but like a certain business where like we want to support you but like we're also very afraid that people are gonna like mess stuff Break up you know yeah you know and like i said I, I never understand that though like as a local business as a small business it's already hard as is during yeah. a pandemic so like let alone like all of this like they probably wouldn't have made it you know so i get it so and i wasn't really like thinking about security until like i said they brought it to my attention and that's so i was like well maybe i should have a private security team yeah um so i ended up doing that so thank you for all the people who were private security team um <laughs> very it was a very good turnout yeah i don't think we even needed them actually yeah like it was wasn't really that bad i don't think i think we needed them against the cops but i mean it's the cops but um <laughs> <laughs> excuse me um but yes yeah, it's, it's the cops but um where was i going with this tangents i'm sorry glass, no no you're good i mean it, just just to just to have people that were willing to be in place yeah and to like you know have your back on the on the components that you know when you first start off yeah wasn't even in the purview because the size and capacity of what you were yeah delivering wasn't there i mean is this were were you already participating in in activity were you already kind of an organizer, already kind of involved in, in community activity? No. no this no, is really no. the first. It's literally my first. So, first. Since, <laughs> yeah. so, so since then, since then, have you yeah. kind of gotten like pulled in all different directions? Everybody kind of wanting a little bit of Michael? Oh, yeah. Like, um, and like that was like, it kind of like, well, not to get like real or anything, but like. Too it, late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it really like put me in like a very big depression honestly because like I felt that people weren't looking at me they were looking at what I could bring for them and like it kind of like made me kind of like have a reality check because like I won't tell I won't put any names out but um I was a part briefly part of uh a social coalition or something like that Mm -hmm. and this was like right after I did the protest and stuff like that. And they were like, can you do this? Can you do this? We want you to do this. We want you to do that. But like they they were more of a supervisory role than anything else, you know? And like I didn't like that because like, yes, I would, like, I, I would help bring stuff to the table, but like it shouldn't all rest on me, you know? Mm-hmm. And that kind of like hurt because like they were part of the black community. Mm-hmm. And like it kind of stung, <laughs> you know? Because I'm just like, mm, like I, 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 I guess I was naive. Yeah, <laughs> but um, it just it, it was very it was a it was a harsh reality, and like that and that and it ha- that also helped me to like understand that saying no to some things is not a bad thing as well, because mm-hmm. like I was a, well, I'm not a kind of sort of some people pleaser, but um, back then I was such like a huge people pleaser, so like I couldn't I really couldn't say no, like I would feel yeah. bad if I said no. And um, I just got overwhelmed. And I was like, I, and, I, and it got to the point where like I would say yes to 
to do things and just I couldn't I just couldn't yeah. show up. Well, I mean, and, 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 <laughs> like, and, and that's the reality of it, man. Like you're not you're not just doing that for your own well being. Yeah. You're doing that for well being of an organization, yeah. right? You're doing that for well being of a cause. Yeah. Like you know, accept what you know capacity and what amount of work you can put into something, and then be real about the stuff that you can't. Yeah. Right. And when that's the case, like you just you just put a a um oh, what's the word that I'm looking for here. I want to say barrier. Maybe? Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. You put you put something in place oh, there, oh. and that keeps you. Yeah. You put you put that barrier in place, and it's just like that's that's yeah. it. Like this is where my cutoff is. I'm sorry. Like and that doesn't mean that you don't support a cause. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you don't support the people. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you don't support everything that's going on in the space. It's just about what you can bring to that particular activity at that particular time. Yeah, because activism burnout is real. <laughs> it's well, real, and, and you gotta. You know, I'm 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 learning this myself yeah. over time, right? Yeah. Like, and bring it in waves too, yeah. right? Like, and you're. So, are you working on your master's degree now? I'm still in my undergrad. So okay, my still last, in your undergrad. My like last little kick. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> after that, I'm like, I'm like, well, I'll be going into law school. So I don't know if that's master's. I think that's more of like a doctorate program or something because you get your JD. Right. I don't, Schooling. I've, I don't I've, know. I've, <laughs> I've, had, I've had several folks in in the law school here yeah. on the podcast. I don't think that I ever asked them like too much on the specifics yeah. of like how law school is structured. So it's, you'll have to learn that one on your own, man. Sorry, I don't have a good reference. Oh, well, I kind of know because it's like it's different because like for grad school, like your interest exam is your GRE, uh-huh. and then like for like your interest in law school is your LSAT. So like uh-huh. we take two different types of like standardized testing. I feel yeah. um, so like. And I also think, like, it's more, like, accelerated, I guess you can mm-hmm. say, uh, in law school than it is in grad school. So I think that's why you, like, go from, like, zero to 100, like, really quickly. Yeah. But. Um, Are you thinking about law school elsewhere? Are you thinking about sticking here? Or? I'm thinking about sticking here. Wow. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> Boy, you were ready to go three days ago. I mean, You were like, give me some wings. <laughs> give me some wings. And I'm, <laughs> and here we are. Well, I don't think I was doing and, but that's the Carbondale shuffle, yeah. man. That's just what it is. Oh, like, my God. Call me out. But, uh, um, no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> like I tell people, like you're if you're not really from Carbondale, if you don't have a love-hate relationship with Carbondale. Right. Um, <laughs> like, genuinely. <laughs> but, um, no, because like I was actually talking to like my professors about it. Well, some of the law school professors about it. And they were like, so what do you think, Michael? Like, do you want to stay? Do you want to go? Like, uh-huh. what's, you know, your time is coming. I'm just like, <laughs> and they're like, you're trying to reel me in. You know? I'm just like, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh-huh. And then like, cause like, um, I went to shadow underneath the uh, uh, Jackson County Public Defender's uh-huh. Office or whatever. So I met a couple of people through there. And, you know, they went through like law school and stuff like that. And then, you know, work at the Public Defender's Office. And they were trying to like, so what are your next steps? Like we could help you if you want to, you know, stay, yeah. you know? And they were just trying to like butter me up inside, honestly. <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, genuinely like, I get it. And like, fiscally and financially, I get it. But like, can I like, can I stay in Carbondale for yeah. three years? You know, yeah. like, can I, can I physically stay? <laughs> you know, and they were like, yeah, I get it. Like, it, you know, but it'll be different for like law school. And they were like, you already have the resources here, you know. And like, which in that aspect, that's the reason why I'm like heavily thinking about it, because yeah. like. I've already have like a leg up on like people who are probably gonna be like zero L like first L in the law school you know career, mm-hmm. and so like I know like um the head Poe he's not a public defender anymore he actually got promoted but anyway he was public defender at that point he was telling me that um wow 
people are looking for their clerkship and stuff like that, I already know people in place who can give me a clerkship. So, uh-huh. like, whether you're scrambling for, like, scraps, I'm already job secure, you know? Yeah. And so I'm just like, that's true. <laughs> you know? Like, you make a very compelling point. Uh-huh. Um, and they were like, you already know, like, most of the professors. Like, you already know, like, you already know how the courthouse works. Like, you already have, like, the ins and outs, essentially. So, mm-hmm. like, it would just be a smooth transition for you, you yeah. know? And I'm just like, turn it. <laughs> I'm like, you. <laughs> we're gonna make all this. Yeah, shit. you know, like, and they were like, well, like, they were like, but I was telling them, I was like, well, my only thing is like, after I do graduate from law school, like, I would want to have to have like a good job placement, you yeah. know, like, and how easy is it for me to like get, a, you know, into a firm or like into a courthouse or like an actual, you know, setting. Yeah. And they were like, well, which direction would you want to go? Would you want to go firm? Would you want to go courthouse? I mean, is definitely there... courthouse. Definitely courthouse. Yeah. Um, I was actually talking to one of the other board members for Rainbow Cafe. Um, she's a retired um, lawyer uh-huh. and she was a public defender. And she was like, she was like, honestly, I couldn't see myself doing anything else in criminal defense or, you know, being in the courtroom. And she was like, just like, like how, seeing the actual change you're bringing into like the courthouse uh-huh. and the courtroom, you know, that you can bring to yourself that like a lot of people can't do, you know? So she was like, she wouldn't change it for anything else. And that's kind of how I feel. It's like, I know that I can like do some damage in the courtroom, you know? Yeah. And so like, why not give my purpose to that, you know? Yeah. Um, it may change, <laughs> you know, like I may get in law school and be like, hmm, maybe I want to be like tax evasion, you yeah. know, or like tax fraud, which n- no lawyer ever wants to. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's so funny actually. But I mean, that's, that. I mean, that's, it's funny that you like position that because those are two different sides yeah. of law yeah. with kind of the same focus on disruption of class structure. Yeah. But one, you have a nine to five job and mm-hmm. the other one is like, you just work when, the judge just makes you work. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, and that's another thing is like, for me, like, as bad as it is, like, I'm a workaholic, so like, I love, like, I thrive being at work, you know, mm-hmm. so like, I could be doing, pulling 12, 15 hour days and won't bat an eye. Um, so like, that's another thing, like, I love just like, the fast pace of it all. Mm-hmm. And if I was doing like, tax evasion, or, like anything like civil, I would just probably like, be bored to death, honestly. Unless you got like, the big stuff. Right? Like something that was real active, something that I mean, I don't know how law works. Don't let me say <laughs> I mean, usually like <laughs> civil civil cases are more like what's the right word? Starts with the P punitive. Punitive. Uh-huh. So it's like it's more like well there's a difference. Like civil like in, in corporate corporates like drug court, traffic court, um Let's say, like, if you are doing, like, violations as a kid, like, citations, like, if you come home late from a curfew one mm-hmm. day, that's, like, civil court type stuff. So, like, stuff that you can't go to jail for, or you can, but it's, like, very rare for you to go to jail for, so mm-hmm. you just got to pay a fine and pay court fees, and boom, you're done. Um, that's more, like, the civil side. So, like, it's easy, and, like, it's a good, like, job secure place, I guess, but, like, there's not a lot of action in it. You're just mm-hmm. telling people, like, you owe, like, 3000 in IRS taxes, like, oh, you, okay. you know. okay, that, that kind of, not, yeah. not, I guess not, So, but, like, law is, like, oh, yeah, you, like, are a mass murderer, and you, like, killed, like, five people, you know, like, X, Y, and Z, and they had discovery and, like, all that. Like, it's, it's like, it's ever-changing, and that's what I really mm-hmm. like, like about it, you know? Like, I'm a, like, an adrenaline junkie <laughs> or like or like i love like high stress like high fast-paced situations yeah. like it just it, it brightens it just my eyes open up it's it's weird um some people man i mean just it it takes pressure to yeah. like get your brain active yeah well it's funny you say that though because as a child 
I would go through like phases of like what I want to do with my life. Um, and as a kid, like, like as a really, really young kid, I wanted to be a storm chaser, like a uh-huh. storm like watch or whatever. And my <laughs> mom was like freaking out, you know, because like when I was like into something, I was like in it. Like I yeah. was like diving in. <laughs> and like I was like looking like where the nearest like, tornadoes were. Like I was like radar maps. Like I was looking at like the different like levels of tornadoes. Like I was like in it, you know. And I remember my mom was like, I. My mom was crying one day. She was like, she was like, you're gonna die from like a tornado or a hurricane or something. Like you're just gonna like, you're not gonna take it seriously enough. Like she knew that like I was like gun ho about it, you yeah. know. She was like, my baby's gonna grow up and he's not gonna live. And, like it was just all that. Cause like it's a very like accurate thing that like storm chasers die. Cause like mm-hmm. it's natural disasters, you know. But like the thrill of it all, you know, like seeing like a. 24 foot or however foot long tornado, you know, well, probably more than 24 feet, I feel. But like however big a tornado is, you know, like just seeing like the the, the massiveness of it all and just like the nature, I, I don't know, it's just, it, chef's kiss. But um, <laughs> needless to say, I no longer want to be a storm chaser. But um, yeah, I just, I just love like exploring. It's weird to say, like, I don't know. And like, whether it be like knowledge, just like, anything <laughs> you was that know part of the draw to like come to Carbondale was the exploratory aspect of like something very new or was it just like well kind of I mean if I mean for real for real like the Be main reason <laughs> if I, the main reason why I moved to Carbondale was because it's cheap there you go. um and the SIU paid for literally all of my schooling like literally all of my schooling yep. um so I was like why not it's six hours away from my home yeah Parents can come knocking on my door. You know, I can. It's a party school. I can, I can, I can work with it. And here I am. Yeah. But. It wasn't really a difficult, like deeply, like thought through. Like, oh, I really got to analyze. It's just like, ah, oh, this makes sense. Like, uh, it's easy on the pocketbook. It's yeah. I mean, like, I knew I wanted to go away for college. I mean, like, being. As much as I love the Chicago area, it was uh-huh. like when you like live there for all of your life, like you were just like there's more to life than just Northern Illinois, you know. Mm-hmm. And not for some people. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we started, but um, <laughs> um, <laughs> there's Chicago and only Chicago. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> very funny you say that because I did not know Carbondale existed until I applied to Carbondale. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't know like anything like out like underneath like. Kankakee existed, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like an hour south of yeah. Chicago. Um, so, like, it was really, really interesting because, like, well, actually, it's funny too because, like, when I applied to Carbondale, my parents were like, What even is a Saluki? Like, what's a, what's, what's a Saluki? <laughs> like, and I was like, I don't know. I just know it's a dog and, like, I'm going to go. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it's whatever. Who cares about a Saluki? I'm just going to go. <laughs> you know? Like, I just going, mom. Right. Going, you know, like, like it's going. cool. Like, I'm going. Right. What are you going to do about it? I'm just, I'm going. Like, <laughs> Come on, I'm going. Yes, like, Sorry. no, you're fine. I, that's how I was, honestly, because, like, I was ready, because, like, I was, like, a, I want to say I wasn't a I was a very... Expressive? Nah, that's I don't a good know. one. No, I was going to say I was a very exploratory kid as a, as a, as a, as a child, uh-huh. as a teenager, I say, in high school. So, like, I knew that I wanted to, like, do more than what I could do when I was at home, yeah. you know, because you could only do so much. Um, and so I told my parents, I was like, yeah, like nothing against you, but like, I need to like find myself. Well, and here's, here's the, this, this goes back to like a, a thing about carbon. I've talked about on the podcast over and over again that it's like, okay, 
Small, yes, but like the amount of stuff that you can actually do here. Yeah. Right? Like you whatever you want to pursue, like it's kind of open field. And because it's not yeah. a large metro area, like you're not getting elbowed out yeah. by other folks. Like even though there may be more of a particular activity somewhere, there's also yeah. a lot more people trying to get into something. There's yeah. a lot more people that are just kind of in the way of your access to get into something. So like here, it's like you're two steps and you're there. Yeah. For pretty much anything that you want to try and do. Yeah. Even though it happens to be at scale. I always tell people that like Carbonell is a very good place just to find yourself and like to yeah. really like get who you, who you want. Like not get who you want, but like get what you want out of yourself, I guess you can say. Like, I always tell people, at least for my aspect, like, I found myself in Carbondale. Like, God knows I was a whole different person when I first moved here in 2017. Um, <laughs> like, not even recognizable. But um, Carbondale, like, made the memories that just are just going to stick with me, so that's really nice. But um, I was going to say something, but then I literally forgot what I was going to say. It happens. Yeah. I do this from time to time yeah. on this bike. It's bad, man. Yeah. I did this. I, like, I, I got off onto like a, a line, and I tried to like talk myself away and then like back yeah. to my point. Yeah. Right? And I just totally got lost along the way. And like two minutes later, I'm just like, I give up even trying to chase this thought down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you just give up. That's, I do give up. But then I feel like it'll just it'll pop up some other time. Right. It'll just be, boop, and like, oh, that's what it was, you know? But I think what I was going to say was um, the transition from, like, Northern Illinois to, like, Carbondale was very, like, a lot. You know, mm-hmm. like, it was very big. Um, like, oh, it's hard because, like, I didn't, well, obviously racism, racism is a big thing in Southern mm-hmm. Illinois. Um, I did not know this until I moved to Southern Illinois. Um, Surprise! Yeah, I was going to say, literally. Because, <laughs> like, I remember, like, Cause I was I was naive like I was like, well okay where I went to high school it was big like our graduating class is over a thousand like mm-hmm. our I think our freshman class is over four thousand you know so like we had a good amount and then like white people were the minority and like mm-hmm. Latinos and you know black people were the majority so like I didn't like have those like nuances of like racism you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying like yeah like you have like your people who would say something but like it was very rare for them to say something that it would for somebody to not say something you know yeah. and so when I came down to Carbondale I'm just like oh it's gonna be the same thing it's gonna be a bigger venue a bigger space you know mm-hmm. and like you said surprise like no it's not <laughs> it's really not like literally oh. the first in day the, in, the, <laughs> in the nuance of southern Illinois yeah. racism right like it is it's not just southern racism Right, like yeah. it's like it's racism, kind of like sandwiched in yeah. a lot of other like functional parts yeah. of life. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. I mean, I remember like calling my my mom and I was like, I can't do this. I can't. Like it was like because it was a lot, you know, yeah. like coming from some ways where like you're quote unquote love. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like, and then you come up with somebody who's just like they don't look at you. Like they're just like. Ew. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, though, they're just not like messing with you like that. And like, it was really a big culture shock, you know, like for it to be so blatant, you know? And like, I really like, it took me a, lot, a long time to like understand that like, it's not me, it's like the area, <laughs> you know? And like, that was very like, I think I probably learned that just like just recently, like probably like within a year or so. So, like, uh-huh. you know, progress. But, um, but I've, I just learned that like, it's just, it's like, you have to be okay with like not being everybody's cup of tea, you know? And like, it's kind of helped me, I'm not gonna lie, in terms of like 
dating and everything it's like it helps me keep on like a straight and narrow because mm-hmm. like i don't have any distractions i'm just <laughs> you know i'm just like <laughs> I, you're not thinking about me i'm not thinking about you it's just let's get a job done you know mm-hmm. and i appreciate it i'm sure we could change it but i appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> um but no but i feel like it's like i've as I've like been here for like four, almost five years, I've learned how to better like navigate it. Mm-hmm. I guess like you can say it's like I know that if it happens, I know that I can like either like not pay attention to it or just like other ways to avoid it or something like that. So like I guess that's good that I'm like it took me four years to like better equip myself with racism. Um, but yeah, so that was um interesting. I don't yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of what else we can talk about. No, I mean, it, they, here's... Carbondale mm. is a special kind of community when it comes to dealing with racism. Mm-hmm. Because you've got essentially this, like, the... the, the, the progressive racism... That's, right. That's what that's, it is. That's, that's the, the word. Right. It's, it's, it's not like it's not that's like you're word, driving man. down the street yeah. and there's just a Confederate flag yeah. in your in your face. Which don't, don't get me wrong. You get just outside of Carbondale and that yeah. exists, right? It's yeah. Like, and I mean, I'm, they're the but we're talking about like the structural components mm-hmm. of like baked in feelings yes. that people who are white have yeah. about people who are not white and how they implement activity in their day-to-day lives that hinders right the lives of black and brown people around them right whether they understand or know it or not right or whether they are super cognizant of it and know just exactly the right way to do the wrong thing (laughs) yeah right it's it's very real and it's very visible yeah it's interesting you say that though because like i was like a couple of years ago, I wanted to like either freshman year or sophomore year of undergrad. I was like talking to like our administrators or just our board and just like about the racism, you know. I'm just mm-hmm. like, hey, like this, like you can't ignore this, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's blatant, like it's you can literally see it through the paper. And I was telling them how to, like I think they were asking us because I was in an RSO at that point, and they were like, how do we like increase like diversity enrollment? And I'm just like, you're asking <laughs> a black person. <laughs> what you can do you know what i'm saying like well it's not like rewind the clock 25 30 years and, and yeah. not look at like planning that says oh well we want to actively shift away from right you having know? A, mo- a you know a more active black campus at siu right. right and it's like we were at one point in time and i remember this on on one of the more recent podcasts uh that i did i think it was with john jackson he was talking about how siu had the had the second largest black student population in the country outside of an HBCU. I literally right? say that literally. And and like the, the, fact, the, the fact that we would work to do anything <clears throat> other than greatly engage. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being sane because literally had the same conversation. I was like, how do you ex- like literally like the our student for that's how you student body, it's like black people and Latina people make up the student body majority. Yeah. And then you have like, you know, your community or you rule, you know, white people and stuff like that. And I'm just like, well, you know. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it kosher. <laughs> but um and stuff like that. It's like how like you said, like how do you not wanna go to your target audience? The mm-hmm. people who 
make you what you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like that just like and, and then like they say that they want to like get our like input and our feedback, and then when we give it to them, they're just like, no, nah, we're not gonna do that. And I'm just like, so then you're just you're only saying that to make yourself feel better, and to make you think that you have like this full attempt of like changing things, you know, systematically. But hold on for one second, because mm-hmm. I'm having. I guess the can okay. <laughs> uh, okay. The, the the camera's like lagging for a second. I don't okay. know how long I was doing that for, but I think it's fine again. It's all fine. Right. My bad. Yeah, you are good. <laughs> um, but that's basically it. It's just like, how do you like not address it? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, for someone that like, or for the population that makes up so much of your schooling, without mm-hmm. them, like, you would literally probably not be a university. Yeah. You know. No well, matter. but I mean, like, let's you know talk about that in the context of like the American story, right? Yeah. Like, what what would we not be without people who aren't white yeah. in this country? No matter like how white we try and yeah. <laughs> position this country. Yeah, that's a whole. Ooh, that's a whole can of worms too. What did what did like what have you been studying as an undergrad? Like, have you just kind of been... I've been... St- well, I my major is political science. So like, I kind of, like, study, like, different, like, political theories. Like, whether uh-huh. it be, like, domestic or internationally. Um, we also have, like... We work in closely with, like, criminology and criminal justice. Like, mm-hmm. we kind of have a lot of overlapping classes within that department as well. So we learn about, like, the legal system, um, how that works. Keep talking. I'm just going to try and fiddle with this camera okay, while it's talking. going. Because it's having, like, an issue. Okay. Um... Uh, we basically um, learn about like the, the the foundations of like the law, criminal justice, or contemporary criminal justice field. Um, we learn about statutes. We take like I just took a constitutional law class. I just um, I'm taking a public policy, public interest class. So like it's just like everything that there is like for an umbrella term of the law field. That's what we're basically studying. And then when you go to law school, that kind of like. About, I want to say, oh, I kind of hones in on what you like learned in undergrad, but make it more of it to a specialty, if that makes sense. So, like, what you learn in your undergrad is what you technically learn in law school, uh-huh. but you learn it more in law school because you're more spe- like specifically in that yeah. field. And it's kind of like a just a pre-law track. Did you yeah. ever use the term pre-law? That's yeah, yeah my okay, concentration. I'm, I'm yeah, you're fine. <laughs> um, so yeah, and, and it's like there's. There, what, what am I looking for here? Where am I going off? I the like when when I so when I was in uh, com studies, right? It was kind of like the same idea. Like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Well, like you want to learn something that's in line with being a lawyer. Like, yeah. Build some underpinning yeah. here for that next step. Mm-hmm. Like mold your mind to that direction. Yeah, because I tell people like. For undergrad, like undergrad, at least for political science, like or pre-law track, however you want to spit it, um, it like molds you to like be able to like do well in your LSATs because, mm-hmm. like, like I said, that's like your entrance into law school, like your entrance exam. So, like, once you do that and you go to law school, and that law school is like helping you study for your bar exam. Mm-hmm. So, and then you can take that in any state. Which also, most people don't know, is that like if you're like, say, if I'm like certified or like have my license in Illinois to like practice law Mm -hmm. I can't go to Indiana and practice law I can't go to Iowa and practice law like I would have to go to like Indiana stay there for a bit learn their statutes and then take their bar yeah and have to do that which is weird because like there's some places where like I think and it's only in the medical field I think where like you can just take like a universal like test and you're just like boom all 50 states you're Gucci which (laughs) I feel like it should be like what if I need to like what if my client 
need me in like Florida or something, you know, and have mm-hmm. to like hike over there or something and just be like, I can't use my, my privileges to suspend it. Like what's going on, you know? But I guess that's law. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> You're like, I'm going to figure it out as I go along. Yeah. And like, I get it because like, each like state has like different like nuances within their statutes. Like something could be legal in like New York, but be illegal in like Tennessee, mm-hmm. but be like it could be legal in California, but be illegal in like Montana or something. Mm-hmm. You know, masks. So, like, <laughs> literally, honestly though. <laughs> but um, which is another thing as well. Um, like when I was like working inside the like courthouse or whatever, like you kind of like see like your local government system is like very different. Mm-hmm. from your federal government system like yeah. very different you know and like you don't understand that at least i didn't understand it until like i worked in like the system and like you kind of see like the step-to-step process of everything and like i can see and that's another thing like the reason why i do what i do as well because like i want to be able to like bring transparency throughout the whole like system you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying because i feel like there's a lot of like secrecy um not only in law but just like in lawyers and just the whole there's a whole mystique around yeah, the literally. law and like when you have to interact with the law you have to find somebody special to kind of hold your hand through the process yeah. and that's that yeah because like that's another thing i was like telling people too it's like there's no such thing as like a good lawyer until like unless you like work in like nonprofit, like honestly because mm-hmm. like even murderers need defenses too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, you kind of have to like do your job essentially, and just yeah. like have to do it. And like that's like where it takes like a very big like moral, you know, compass. Yeah. Um, because like there's like for those who don't know, like the law, specialty law fields are like there's um big law, and then there's like little like. Big law is a big law. That's why it's big law. But <laughs> um, and that's like businesses and like corporations and like um, high profile cases stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like millions of like you'll get like big bucks if you do like big law and stuff like that. And I remember like I had a friend who was interning at like one big law firm or whatever. And their one of their clients like told him he was like yeah I I murdered this person like I I did X Y and Z I did you know and they told him how they did it mm-hmm. and they still had to like prove that this person didn't do it you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and that because that's their job you know and like either that or just don't eat you know mm-hmm. and like that's wild to me <laughs> you know yeah. like and like yeah <laughs> it's just it's, it's a lot because like you have to like really like at least from what i've been told you really have to go into law school like knowing yourself because yeah. if you don't like you can like really get like sucked into like everything you know do you feel like you're going into law school with enough mind about who michael coleman is to be able to navigate (laughs) (laughs) Um, because that's not a heavy enough question yeah (laughs) (laughs) um i think i know a a good enough amount not about me but i think i know enough about law school in general it's because like i'm the person that like i'm not going to do something until like i know like everything about it you know and so, like, even, like, like I, my junior my junior year when I was, like, starting to do the outside and stuff like that, I was asking, like, my law school friends. I was like, so what is this like? What do you do during this? Like, that or that. So, like, when I'm in it, I'm not, like, shocked. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I know what this is. Or I know what this is. Like, you don't know what this is? You know, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think that, like, 
it's going to be that bad. I feel like law school is scary in general, especially going to law school at SIU because it's like very white. <laughs> um, and it's like very, 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 very small population of people of color. Um, so like that's kind of scary as well. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm excited, very excited, very scared. <laughs> Cause like I knew I wanted to do, well, I shouldn't say I knew I wanted to be a lawyer. I kind of knew, I kind of did. I wanted to be a doctor. So you want to be a storm chaser? I did. <laughs> See, I'm telling you. <laughs> no, but like I literally, my first major was biomedical engineering. Mm -hmm. That was my first major. And then I was like, yeah, I'm gonna be a doctor. Cause like, I was like. Are you just, can you just do anything? Like are you one of those folks that like your mind's just sharp enough that you're like, I got it. I can't Whatever, say that though. Cause if I say that, then people think that I'm pompous. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm not, <laughs> but um. I would like to think I can. You know, I'm a, like I'm a jack of all trades. But like I said, I, I don't like to like advertise that. That's fair. Because people would be like, you're too smart. And it's like, well, um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> That's reasonable. Uh, That's reasonable. But yeah, like I said, I want I want, want to be a doctor. Um, I took like courses, like junior and senior year in high school. Uh -huh. I like dual courses to like to be a doctor. I took anatomy and physiology. Like I aced it all. Like I was like, medical terms, all that stuff, you know, and all that good stuff. And, like, even as, like, a kid, like, I always tell people, like, at the age of, like, five, I always knew that I wanted to be a doctor. Like, I always tell, tell people that. And um, it was, like, as I was going through, like, the different phases of, like, storm chases and everything like that, like, I always knew that I just wanted to be a doctor, you know? <laughs> and um, even people, like, when I was growing up, they would call me, like, Dr. Coleman or, like, mm -hmm. Dr. whatever, you know, because they knew that I was going to be a doctor. Um... Also, shout out to my pediatrician for helping me want to be a doctor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Fireman. Um, what but, a good name. Yeah. Dr. Fireman? He was, oh my God, he's such a nice man. He literally, like, <laughs> he was so funny. He makes so much, so many jokes. He was like, you know, like, I birthed you, right? And I was just like, I don't want to hear the story, Dr. Fireman. Because, like, he was like, no, like, I literally, like, birthed you, you know? And, like, and he's like, he's seen me grow up until, like, uh -huh. I think I stopped calling him when I was, like, 18, I think. Um, I think you should stop going to your biggest restaurant. <laughs> <You're not laughs> um, but no, and like he was like he was the one who helped me get into medicine, you know. He was like he was the one who was telling me about like how there's a stigma against like black people in medicine, you know. Like he mm -hmm. was always telling me like he was like Michael, like, even though, like, after, you know, me being your pediatrician, like, always make sure that, like, you're, like, you're on your provider's ass or whatever, because he was, like, I know that some of these people, like, aren't doing their job, and, like, I would hate to see something happen to you, and it's, like, he was just always like that, and then, um, he would always talk to me about, like, school, like, my dating life, the stuff that I could have talked to my parents about, mm -hmm. and he was just, like, you know, you just, like, talk to me about anything or whatever, and he was, like, that's what doctors are supposed to be here for or whatever, so, like, and I told him that when I went off to college yeah. beforehand, I was, like, you're the reason why I want to be a doctor. Aww. And he was like, oh, thank you, you know. But I was like, that's all good. Um, but, um, I mean, no. there's a really good space in law for, like, you applying a lot of your interests and, like, the outcomes you want to see yeah. from your work. Like, yeah. and tying them all back to medicine. That is true. And that's what I feel like is interesting about law. It's like, law is encompassing of all things, I feel. Ooh, of You're all fine. things. <laughs> um, so, like... Like you say, you could be like one day it could be like a medical field case, or it could be like a construction case, or it could mm -hmm. be a tax evasion. You know, it could just be so many different things, you know, that you have to like be aware or be cognitive of something to at least a certain extent, you know. And that's what I find interesting because like I love like tangents. I love like 
knowledge. It's weird, but um, well, knowledge shouldn't be weird, but um, just like learning like different like I guess spades of information is really brightens me up. So like I think that's going to be interesting as well when I do go into the law field. It's like, are you a voracious reader? Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. I'm so actually like yeah. <laughs> Um, funny fact, um, I used to go through, like, books, like, crazy, it was uh-huh. insane. Um, like, I would go through, like, a book a day, it would be that bad, it was, I, yeah, no life. That's <laughs> <pretty> <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> but, um, no, and I kind of stopped when I got to college, because I didn't have a lot of time, um, because it's college, but, like, recently I was, like, I need to, like, get back into it, so I have, <laughs> um, and, like, I have, like, six seven books on my shelf right now that i'm reading but nice yeah i enjoy reading i enjoy reading outside because it's like peaceful and like like people watch i love people watching it's so much fun so are you, are you reading a book and watching people all at the same time yeah that's impressive <laughs> that's quite I mean, the uh, well that's not because like for the cia no i'm just I don't know. I was, <laughs> was going to say realistically, I have to do that because I'm a black person in America. But um, <laughs> we'll just go because I'm smart. But um, <laughs> um, but no, like I said, yeah, I can I can, I can do that. I, I tried to. Yeah. I don't know. I just like being outside or just like being in a different environment, reading or just even studying. I just like being outside. It's the Libra in me, I think. But um What's what's that make your birthday? Month? Uh, my birth my birth month is October. My okay. birthday is Mean Girls Day. That is my birthday. Also National Boyfriend Day. So I have a double whammy. But yeah, can't. you're just covering bases. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what? the stars yeah. align. I mean, hey, what can I say? But um, <laughs> yeah, no. So it's like October. Um, so the last two weeks of September. To the first two weeks of October, um, yeah, it's very rare. Which is also my dad's a Libra, which I didn't know until recently. Um, so he's like the last two weeks of September, and I always thought he was a Virgo, like all through my childhood. Uh-huh. And then I had made a comment about like me being a Libra, and he was like, "You know, I'm a Libra too, right?" And I was like, "Really? <laughs> what?" And he was like, "Yeah, like your birthday's little a week before mine." And I was like, "Oh, isn't it crazy how much stock people who don't put stock in horoscopes yeah. put stock in horoscopes?" Yeah, <laughs> but it just blew my mind. I was like, "Wow, it makes a lot of sense now. <laughs> like the, the dots are connecting." But um, yeah, I forgot what maybe even talk about being a Libra. I forgot something. because <laughs> you were like, what was it? You were like. Uh, Oh, nature. Thank nature. You. There we go. See, that's what. <laughs> um, teamwork. Um, <laughs> we're we're going to find it one way or the other. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, I. What do you, what do you read? What do what I do read? read? Yeah, um, yeah. What do you like? Are you are you are you like a textbook reader? Are you like a information all the time? Or are you like a? Um, I, you love your you love your novels with. Like, I mean, it does really does like. I can tell you like the books that I have on hand. Sure. Um, I have Crime and Punishment by Fedor Dvatsky. Mm-hmm. Um, I read it in high school. I mean, it's a classic. I mean, you just have to reread Crime and Punishment every once in a while. Um, so I read that. I'm reading. Um, what is it? White Fragility. Mm-hmm. Um, why white people are afraid to talk about racism. That's a book that, like... You ever had, like, you ever read a book, like, it's, like, hitting you home so close that you just want to, like, throw the book, like, away from you? <laughs> like, you, like, you're, like, get out of yeah, here. Yeah, you know. How do you know all yeah, this? Yeah, you know. Feelings? And, like, because, like, I was reading the book, and it was, like... 
it, okay, it was this one part, and it was like white, white, white rage is like it's a thing because not a, not because the black presence as a whole, it's because of the black advancement of black people. Mm-hmm. And so then, like when I read that, I was like, <laughs> like my mind was blown. Like I literally like threw my book. I was like, I can't, like I can't, you know, because like when I read that, like it clicked. I was like. You know what? And then, like, I had posted on, like, my Facebook or something. And then, all, like, every white person was like, it's true, it's true, it's true, it's true, it's true. And I'm just like, there was all the books. But, um, <laughs> um, so I'm reading that. I'm, like, three-fourths of the way finished with that. Um, I'm reading Extremely Loud and Extremely Incredibly Close. Um, it's, I think it started out as a book, um, but made it into a movie adaptation. It was my favorite movie as a kid because... Uh-huh. Fun fact, I was obsessed with 9-11 as a kid. Um, like, super obsessed. I actually went to the museum. Sad, but very cool. Um, so I'm reading that. Um, very sad book. Um, I don't know if you know the premise of the book. Have you ever, No? Okay. So it's like, it's like set in the time of like 9-11. It's about this family who like lives in Brooklyn mm-hmm. or something like that in New York or someplace in New York. I think Manhattan. Manhattan. Um, and the dad... Work well used to work at the World Trade Center in the finance department, mm-hmm. and he was in the World Trade Center the day that 9/11 happened. And the book is set in like post 9/11, so like it starts like a couple hours after, mm-hmm. like the twin towers like crumbled apparently, and like his dad like leaves a message mm-hmm. for his like nine year old kid on their voicemail, and it's basically like a clue (laughs) it's weird because like him and his dad like used to do like scavenger hunts all Mm -hmm. across like new york city um so like it was just something that they would just do as like a bonding thing so like he was planning because dad was planning planning it while he was while he died apparently Mm -hmm. so like he was um telling him like the first part of the clue and so like he wants to like finish the puzzle I guess you can say so he goes to all like these clues and like these pinpoints to like I guess get better close with like his like dad or whatever mm-hmm. and like he meets like people who knew his dad and like so like he gets to know his dad more in depth through like the you know experiences through them yeah. it's like a really like deep book yeah um but um it's really good I recommend it um I have the things they carried it's a good book by Tim O'Brien um I read, I'm currently reading a book about just like different plants and species and like trees <laughs> and like the Northern American, you know, continent, I guess. Um, I read books about like history. I mean, like it literally could just be anything. Uh, like all of these things yeah. add up to a well-rounded idea for a lawyer. Like, that, like to, yeah. to be just a generally interested in lots of things and able to digest text about them. Mm. That's, I mean, that's law. <laughs> well, thank you. I do it for the free beer at Hangar for a trivia night, but, you know, that's <laughs> what I do it for. Is, so that can, the, uh, is that the the reward for? I think so, because I've been getting free beer pretty pretty good actually but i mean um, like like when when you like when you win rounds you yeah. actually win yeah that's not the reason why i do it <laughs> i'm getting drunk on a budget <laughs> but um no but um thank you though i appreciate are they, that are they, are they still doing trivia okay cool every cool. wednesday yes who's hosting it right 
I don't know her name, okay. um, but she's very spunky. And um, she has very good like music taste. Like, I guess she's really good, like, playlist. Like, I want to tell her this, but, like, I have anxiety about, like, telling people things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, like, telepathy, like, I'm telling her all this in my head. Or if you're watching, I'm letting you know now. Well, I'm, I'm trying but... to think if it's still, Is it, I mean, is, is Allie still doing, I'm trying to think if it's still Allie that's doing the I trivia. think so. Okay. I, I wasn't sure if she was, like, yay or nay because of pandemic activity. I know she, like, she wears a mask. So, okay, like, if, cool, if it is cool. her, then she's so, yeah, safe. Yeah, well, she's so. episode one of the WTF Card oh, awesome. podcast. So, I'll, I'll make sure to share this with her and be like, hey. That or I could like, it could literally, I will say a pickup line, but it could be like an icebreaker. Like, hey, I heard you, you know, on the WTF Carbondale podcast. So was I. You want to talk about it? You know, but um, something. But no, she's really nice. Like I said, she's really cool. She's really funny. Um, yeah. So trivia night. Nice. Free beer. <laughs> hey, are you, are you like, in, are you interested in Jeopardy at all? Is I used to watch it at daycare. That's... And I've watched it all my life, so yes. <laughs> yes. I, you started watching Jeopardy at daycare. I was literally like six years old with like, which, oh, I have to tell you that's a funny story as well. Um, with like my like daycare people, because like my daycare people were like old like black women. Uh-huh. And so then um, I was, they, they spoiled me because like, it's me. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you know? And, like, I'm just lovable. You know, even as a kid, like, I was just always lovable. Uh-huh. Um, so, like, I would, like, go upstairs with them, and, like, they would make me, like, like, okay. My mom hated this, and she got mad. But, um, you know how, like, you go to, like, daycare or something, and, like, they make all the kids, like, their food or whatever? Like, uh-huh. maybe it would be, like, mac and cheese or, like, chicken nuggets or something. Yeah. I wouldn't want to eat that. And so I would make them make me something else and they would make me something else and so my mom was like stop doing that <laughs> she was like you're gonna spoil him and make him think like he's better than everybody else like don't do that and then she was like, they were like well he doesn't want to eat it you know like we, we love michael we don't want him to eat you know if he doesn't want to eat it she was like no make him eat the chicken nuggets and mac and cheese but uh no so they used to make me my lunch or whatever and i would skip nap time i never had to take a nap with everybody else so you know Always been on like up, but um, and yeah, I just would watch Jeopardy with them during when everyone else would do nap time, and um, I would actually like do pretty good <laughs> at Jeopardy. Like I would like. Have you ever applied to be on Jeopardy? No. <laughs> no. Applied to be on Jeopardy. I'm not that. Great. Oh my god! Come on, you totally do it. You totally do it. And maybe for the experience, but like I don't yeah. think I'm gonna be like a world champion. I mean, oops, if you become a world champion, but hooray if you just go have a good experience on yeah. Jeopardy. <laughs> but we'll now see. the world knows, Michael. Now you got like... But see, you act like I want people to know my name. I don't. <laughs> like, I, like, I tell people, like, that's why even like when I was like doing like what I do now, I was like, I want to be like behind the scenes. Like, yeah. I want to be able to like, this is what I do, but like let you have all like yeah. the, the fame and everything. Because even now, like, I had people who like stop me on the street. They're like, oh my God, you're Michael Coleman, right? And he's like, yeah. And then I was literally on the bus. Like, literally, I was on the bus. And, like, I've never met this bus driver a day in my life. And they were like, you're Michael Coleman, aren't you? And I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> and then they're just like, oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, this is weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, I guess it comes with the territory. But, like, still, like, just random people just coming up to you. Like, I know you from this day and this is such and such. You know, yeah. this is so weird to me. Yeah. But well, here's, mm. here's the trick with navigating that, right, is that you are putting – the real version of yourself into whatever you're doing that's visible to the public. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So because you do that, 
people feel like they have plenty of context to approach you yeah. and understand like they're going to engage you on your level or, or in your arena mm-hmm. because you've provided them enough context publicly to be able to do that. Yeah. And like for just a regular person off the street to rate, you know, just comfortably navigate a conversation with you. That's true. And I'm like, I'm happy that they have like, Oh, what's the right word? I'm happy that they're comfortable to be able to do that, to be able to do that with me. Because I want them to be able to, like, I would want our community. Well, the purpose of me doing everything like that was to make our community more close-knit. But, like, like I said, like, I have anxiety. <laughs> like, so, like, when people, like, talk to me, like, I know, like, I've gotten so many people, like, you're just, like, you look so rude or you are just you sound so rude. I was like, I promise you. I'm super you. uncomfortable. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I promise you I'm not. I'm just, like, I'm very, like, I'm, like, my heart is like this right now, you know? Like, I don't yeah. know what to do. Like, I'm not good with social situations you know and like and like now like it's kind of like it's become easier because like i kind of have to be good with social situations even like i had to be good with bullshitting you know what i'm Uh saying like as a lawyer you have to have like some level of bullshit just in you it's innate in you yeah and like i had to perfect that so like what's better way to perfect that than just doing it now um so I've, I've learned to like play the game so to speak but like it still like brings me like extreme amount of like anxiety because like it's also funny too because like people are like oh you're such good at like public speaking or you're yeah. like really good at like talking and i was like thank you but like i genuinely like i'm shitting my pants right now yeah. like, this isn't something that i enjoy doing yeah. i just know that i'm good at it and i'm doing it because i know that i'm good at it you know like yeah. i genuinely hate doing it um but i don't know if you know who liz hunter is um she's yeah. um the Treasure. Yeah, treasure. Thank you. Um, and she was telling me like how to like, cause she's kind of like my mentee or something. Mm-hmm. I think mentee is for women. Yes, or just no men- mentor. Mentor. Thank or, you. I'm bad at grammar. Not good. my specialty. Um, but um, she was telling me how to like navigate it and stuff like that. And she was like, you know, like you just have to push through it. She was like, I, she was like, she's like me. That's why we get each other. Cause like she's an introvert. Like we go out to drinks every like once a month and we're cool with it you know <laughs> like that's enough interaction for like the most of us you know and she was telling me like you know like just like you just have to keep doing it you know like she was like practice like she was like just know what you want out of like what you're saying like it doesn't seem like you're like speaking to anybody you're just mm-hmm. talking you know and i was like that's smart <laughs> i'm gonna keep that in the back of my head but um such a good such a good transition because i like i've been looking for the right time to have Liz on the podcast yeah. talk about all sorts of really exciting stuff in the treasurer's office, right? And then just in general about uh, you know the person that she is. But that yeah. like that's I I really appreciate getting to learn that yeah. on your end and how that helps to thread things through on on this piece of on this media project yeah. too. So thanks for that. Like, of course, Liz, though, I think Liz would definitely like do this. How honestly. how did how did you how did you two first get linked? Oh, up? she actually contacted me because <laughs> um, she was like, well. She first contacted me, and then, like, pandemic happened, and then I contacted her, like, months later. Um, but she was just running for um, treasurer, uh-huh. and so she was, like, wanting me to be, like, working on her campaign with mm-hmm. her, you know? She was like, hey, like, I see what you've done. Like, can you want to work together, you know? And during that time, I think, like, it was just, like, the start of lockdown, so, like, we were doing it, but, like, it was, like, really restrictive. So, like, yeah. it would have been, like, masked everywhere. Like, we couldn't have done the full extent of, like, a real campaign, yeah. you know? And so I think, like, we kind of went on hiatus with that. So like, I didn't, like, reply or something like that. But then, like, I knew that, like, she was, like, working at the courthouse. And so I was just, like, I could, like, 
network, <laughs> you know, like just slide on in, you know. And so I sent him a message. I was like, hey, like I know we talked like months ago, but like, would you be down to like having coffee or like, you know, grabbing a snack or something and just like, catching up or something? And so she was like, yeah. She was like, I've been wanting to talk to you for months now. She was like, I just been busy. And so she was like, yeah, I'd love to. And so we ended up just grabbing coffee and clicked from there, honestly. And then, like I said, we tried it. Well, we try to do at least. Theoretically, we want to do at least once right. a week, <laughs> but we ended up doing like once a month, yeah. which I'm okay with. Hey, like I said, we, we're, we're adults. Once a That's month, once a month's pretty good. Yeah. Right? Once a month's like any any time. Right. Now, no, once a month is like. That's near that, that that that's like one step down, two step down from breast. breast yeah, breast literally. Right, like. But it's <laughs> always a fun time with her. Um, she like spills tea on like all like the courthouse drama, and I'm like living for it. So <laughs> Um, she, like I said, she introduced me to a lot of the public defenders. She introduced me to Joe Cervantes, state's uh-huh. attorney. Um, Episode three of the WTF Carbonell podcast before he was elected. Plug-in. Sorry, continue. No, we love, we love a good plug-in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Joe Cervantes, um, Jennifer, or Jessica, I can never remember. Um, uh, she's the president, or like the co board vice chair something like that of like the county jackson county board uh-huh, uh-huh. um met her uh, met the administrative assistants i've met like the people who run the courthouse like i've, I've met like, everybody you know yeah. what i'm saying and like i wouldn't be able to without her honestly um so like, you're getting cool. a real up close look at local government yeah and like the kind of impact that you can have yeah Pursue what you want to pursue. Well, actually, I knew I made it in life when I, like, fangirled over, like, learning how the election, like, seeing how actual the election cycle uh-huh. went through. Because, like, when I went to, like, the courthouse, she, like, introduced me to, I really am blanking on his name, but uh, the county clerk. Um, yeah, uh, Frank. Frank, Frank Bird. Sorry, Frank. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> um, everybody's going to watch this. Yeah, <laughs> you know. They're going to be on their checklist just like... All right. <laughs> I got mine. Oops. Okay. There. Uh, but no, Frank was like, he was even surprised. He was like, "What? You're interested in like government? Like what? Like yeah. this is unknown." I was like, "No. Like I love information. Like, yeah. Tell me everything. For like, let's say like, for like a general election, or whatever, a federal election that happens every November, they start prepping for their election in January of that yeah. year. And he was like, "It's like a huge deal. Like you have to have everything has to be like." on point yeah and i'm just like a mouth on the floor and then like he showed me like like the mortgages and the title deeds and, like mm-hmm. all like like property all that stuff yeah. from like the 1800s and i'm like freaking out yeah I'm, man like, this is this is record keeping. right you know right? like that's what it is right and like he was like he was like really surprised like he was like i'm really genuinely surprised that you're like you're excited about this and yeah. i was like no like this is like cool shit like i don't think you understand yeah. this is history and he was like, we just went on a whole tangent or whatever. But so I did that. So it was pretty fun. Um, supposed to go back and talk to them about doing some diversity training. So we'll see if that happens. But part two. <laughs> but <laughs> um, how 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 are you kind of getting the the lean in on some of that? activity right is it simply being like the black guy that's organizing and like doing great things they're like hey you want to be our diversity training guy (laughs) actually no um well that wouldn't surprise me uh no it's not that um it's because i work i'm a boy member for rainbow cafe Uh uh and um i'm part of like our well i'm the head chair of our human resources committee Mm -hmm. and so like we do trainings well we're supposed to be doing trainings we haven't had a chair in a minute but anyway 
Side hey, note. You get, you get uh, to it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so that's like some of the stuff that like, falls underneath my job description. Uh-huh. So like I'm, we were, we were already planning on having a diversity initiative anyway because like Rainbow Cafe mm-hmm. is notoriously known for being white. We want to change that. You know, we're trying to have more. Um, Junior expansive people, more people of color, more, Bi- more BIPOC people. Um, so with that, we ended up creating a committee with that, and we have resources already in place, um, whether um, it be like, I think we have feminism, and then we have anti-classism, anti-ableism, intro to queer social theory, and then one more that I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're basically like, slides or something like like lectures or whatever and like that was what i would what i would be essentially doing for like the diversity training mm-hmm. um if it passes fingers crossed um every person who like works in the county board not county board but uh in the courthouse, courthouse yeah would have to take the training um yeah like that and like i know like we have like a lot of like hispanic people who like speak spanish in our community in our county i should say and they come to the courthouse and like not saying all white people, but most white people don't know how to speak Spanish, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, how are you gonna communicate with them? And nine out of 10, they would just like shoot them away because they're, they don't, they, they have that language barrier, you know? Mm-hmm. And so Liz, maybe you could talk about that in your you know, podcast, uh-huh. hopefully, um, like was like working to get a translator because she, she knew that there was like a lacking in this, you yeah. know? There was a huge population of Hispanic people who weren't getting the care that they needed, you know? And so she was asking the board to like, hey, can we like have like, can we put it in our budget or like our funding or something to get like a translator for this for this reason? Yeah. And they were like, well, we don't have the money. Um, you can use like your personal like uh, department reservoir, you know, for emergencies mm-hmm. or whatever to fund it for your own liking or whatever. And she was like, no, like I don't want to do that because like I already spent like X amount of money. Like, why do I have to use my emergency funds when we mm-hmm. obviously have funding, you know, for it, you know? And long story short, Liz ended up having to use her funding for the translator. Yeah. And now everyone loves the translator. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, can we use such and such? Can you come to this department? Can you come yeah. here? Can you do this? Can you do that? And like, I was telling Liz, I was like, Liz, you should have just said no. <laughs> like, honestly, because yeah. like, they, they weren't with you in the beginning. So mm-hmm. why do you, why, you don't, you're not responsible for sharing your, you know, mm-hmm. your resources to other people, especially if they weren't, you know, with it in the beginning. But she was like, no, I'm just, I need to, like, we're a team player. And I was just like, nah. That's the tough part about it, right? Yeah. Is, is, is having to work through with folks when you may have been correct up yeah. front and then somebody shuts down and now it's like, okay, you know, Yes, you can use resources, yeah. but I need some acknowledgement of what is right yeah. in this situation. Right? Uh, yeah. That's that's where we miss. Like it's it's one thing to be able to say, okay, well, we're going to share the resources now that we understand the value right. of resources yeah. here. But you need to like be cognizant of why we needed all yes. this activity in the first place. Like yes. who are our citizens? Who are our residents? Who are the people that we serve? Right, and it's not just. Yeah. white property owners <laughs> yeah i think they're just now realizing that honestly and like that's sad you know yeah. but i think that's why we need the training you know so yeah. we'll see but most of the story is we need to like shake up the courthouse so all right maybe i'll shake it up we'll see you got an objective do i <laughs> i don't know i don't know um we got to know a lot of stuff in uh, episode 85 of the wtf carbondale podcast 
uh, Michael Coleman, the guest for this show. Have a good one, folks. Whatever that one may be. Bye.